Welcome to the Staffordshire Union of Golf Clubs podcast. Um, with only a few days left until we see golf returning from lockdown, I've got SUGC Secretary Malcolm Eustace here to talk about what the union's been up to in preparation um, and a few of the things that, you know, what his day-to-day -day activities have been since the return of golf was announced. So, hi, Malcolm. Good morning, David. I'll start off with an open-ended question, really. But you know, since you found out, you know, uh, 29th of March was the big date. You know, how have the preparations for uh, been going for you for golf's return? Yeah, yeah it's been. Uh, I suppose we should start off by talking about the fact the last 12 months has been a bit of an horrendous time for golf, anyway. Yeah. So, in some respects, coming out of lockdown is not a lot of different to to what's happened coming out of lockdown over the the previous twelve months. We've had there, we've had dress rehearsals for it, haven't we? Uh, yeah, there's, there's there's preparation work that we all have to do. We we've certainly been making preparation for uh, our tournaments, our, our fixtures that we we play, that the coaching that we do. We can obviously talk about those later in more detail if you wish. But from from our point of view, it's making sure that everybody's ready including golfers, golf clubs and the county, to, so that when we, we 29th of, uh, of March comes along, we hit the ground running. As, as England Golf would say in their uh, publicity that they're doing this week, it's uh, back to golf. Back so to we're, golf. All, we're all looking forward to it. Um, I only wish I could get a tea time on the 29th of March, but I haven't been able to, unfortunately. So if anybody out there wants to offer me a game, I'll, I'll, be, on, <laughs> I'll be on my way now. I'm sure we'll have people queuing up to get you on board, Mark. Now, being, being serious, is there's a lot of preparation work to be done. We've uh, we've been working with with the national governing body, as all the counties have, with regard to ensuring that protocols and guidelines are, are, are clubs and golfers are aware out there. Um, if anybody isn't aware, then if they go on the England Golf website, um, they'll be able to get all the up to date information about protocols. So. Uh, ensuring that uh, that social distance is taking place, sanitisation, the list goes on. But let's let's get back playing golf, everybody, and enjoy it. Yeah. So, has your role um, within the union been to almost be that middleman between England Golf and golf clubs at a local level? So, you're communicating on both sides. Yeah, I I um, I'm employed by the Staffordshire Union of Golf Clubs, but but ultimately, in my eyes, I work for the golf clubs and the golfers in Staffordshire. Yeah. So one of the most important parts of my role is to ensure that that anything that's going on from the national governing body is the golf clubs and the golfers are made aware. I, I attend lots of, of England golf meetings. Um, I sit on a couple of England golf committees as well, but I, I have to make sure that I'm doing my little bit so that the golfers and the golf clubs are, are, are receiving regular communications. It's important to... When you, speak to, when you speak to the local golf clubs, how are they, how are they feeling about sort of the return to golf? Is it, uh, is it all systems go yet? Or? I think everybody's absolutely excited, uh, more excited than they've been for many, many years, I think. As I say, it's, I logged on to my golf club to see if I could get a tee time on the 29th of March and uh, really struggling, I think. Unless you were there in the first couple of minutes, you didn't get a tee time. I believe it'll probably be the same anywhere else in, in the, the county. So let's let's embrace it. Let's enjoy it. Let's get back out there playing golf. And golf clubs are certainly really, really keen. They 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 all wish they could have their clubhouses open um, to reap the rewards of, of selling beer and food, but unfortunately can't at the moment. No, and I think I mean I think there's a there's a few sort of uh, golf clubs out there that are 
starting to think about how they can use the the rules around takeaways and the rules around deliveries you know i saw some someone commenting the other day how you know actually if you get a buggy out onto the uh, course it counts as a delivery so it's one way it's one way of getting around the rules of course sort of quite early on well, golf clubs golf clubs they've they've got to they run a business at the end of the day they do david and from their point of view, the, the vast majority of their income comes from, from member subscription fees, obviously, plus a, a certain amount comes from green fees. But green fee income for golf clubs over the next few months is probably going to be extremely limited because it's going to be hard for, a, for a, an outside golfer to find a tee time available to play at a golf club. So any other area, bar and catering, which is a big, big, big important part of a golf club, they need to uh, to try and find ways to work within the rules to generate a little bit of extra extra income. And yeah. I'm sure I'm sure golf club members understand, and they all support their clubs. So if clubs can get out there with a buggy, or if they've got a halfway house that they can do takeaways, let's let's get the golfers out there supporting the clubs because we we need robust, healthy golf clubs, and anything we can do to support our clubs, we must do. Yeah, I think you're right. This is the time where I think golf clubs and golf club members have to work together to make sure that the members are getting the value out of their membership, but also golfers, are, golf clubs are able to succeed, not just for the next few months, but yeah, going on for the next few years and keep those members. If, you have, if memberships are up, how do, we, how do we work together between golfers and golf clubs to make sure everyone's getting what they need from it? Well, it's, it's ensuring that your, your golf club has, has got a robust, healthy uh, business plan and ensure that the members buy into it. Um, every golf club should be looking after its club member simply because they're the people that really keep that golf club going. Um, yes, clubs get money from, from green fees, but ultimately it's the, it's the everyday club member. So therefore, he or she needs to get value for money. They need to have a good experience. There needs to be a good social side. Anything you can do is, is a great help. What I would add is, is that since, since we had our first lockdown last year, the, the numbers in golf club membership has risen quite steeply. And we potentially see, having conversations with other counties, with, with England Golf, that potentially membership numbers will go up again this year. Yeah. It's great to hear that there are golf clubs in Staffordshire that, that have got full complement of members now and they've got waiting lists. In some respects, it's, this hasn't been heard of for five, five six, ten years. No. So it's, it's good. The, the big challenge for the golf clubs really is, is, is making sure you, you do your utmost to retain the people that have come back into golf club membership because they are, they are a valuable commodity to, to us all and uh, we all need to do our little bit. And is that something that the union will help with going forward? Yeah, we, there's only so much we can do because we, we, we cannot go to a golf club and say, right, this is how you run your golf club. Yeah. It is for every golf club to choose the way that they see fit to run their business. In England, we've got about, I think it's 1,817 golf clubs. Everyone is a totally different business. Um, they've all got biz dif different business models. So from our point of view, we're here to help. We're here to point them in the right direction of, of advice. Um, I'll give you an example at the moment. England Golf last year launched a membership, membership recruitment campaign. That campaign this year is running again. Um, it's been a slightly revised uh, product. 
any golf clubs that want ideas, thoughts with regard to keeping members, retaining members. There's plenty of information on the England Golf website with regard to that. There's templates that you can you can use. Um, there's all kinds of, of of ideas and products that they they should they should look into. But we as a as a county do our utmost to support them. We we've we've done a lot of work over the last few months with regard to funding. We've we've put forward three funding applications to golf clubs. Many golf clubs are bought into this. So that's the county giving back. Yeah. Um, can we do more? Of course we can do more, but we, we need ideas in, in some respects yeah. from, from the clubs themselves. And, and also as well, we are looking at other ways of, of using some of the affiliation fees that we get to support our golf clubs. So all I can say on some of these things, watch this space. Excellent. Well, how exciting. But again, I mean, it's a great example of how being that intermediary between clubs, golfers and England golf can really help everyone in that chain. I think, you know, having someone that is responsible for communicating all the things that are available is a really important role of the union. Yeah, well, it, it is, as I say, we are the, um, when, I'm, I'm the Staffordshire men's voting member. So what, what does that mean? I, I, I attend England golf meetings at Woodall Spa. And I go to the AGM and I go to general meetings. Should there be a vote, I am the gentleman that votes on behalf of the 17, 18,000 male golfers in Staffordshire. So I've got a huge responsibility yeah. to ensure that, that when I do vote, um, I'm voting on behalf of them in the right way. Now, I can't, I can't basically phone up 18,000 golfers and say, right, there's a, there's a vote coming up. How do you want me to vote? But the reality is, is that you, you, sometimes you have to use your judgment and talk to the board members of Staffordshire Golf and say, look, this is the issue. How do we feel we should vote on this one? Yeah. So communication is, is really, really important. I, as you know, I, I produce a monthly newsletter. We do some great work with your company, Media 8, on, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We have a, a, a website there. there. So communication is really, really important to us. Every month we're communicating with our, with our golf clubs. We're getting some really good feedback from uh, golf club members with our uh, campaign that's taking place at the moment. Vote for the favourite 18 holes in Staffordshire. So any, any golfers watching this, if it's not too late, then there's still a chance to vote for your favourite holes in Staffordshire. Gives still your plenty of weeks to vote. Exactly, yeah. So there's lots of, lots of work. But I... I, I, I'm one of these people, I'm never satisfied. So no matter what, what I do or what we do, I always believe we can do a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and, it's and the, the, it's end... the best way to be, Matt. So uh, I think it's the, only, it's the only way you get better is to keep moving forward, isn't it? And I, yeah. I guess to bring things back to sort of the, that, that core county responsibility, I mean, one thing that was sorely missed last year was um, some of the county competitions, um, the county teams and the county coaching, you know, those sort of those core elite player uh, responsibilities of the union. So how, how do you see those panning out for the next few months? Well, if, if, if we go back about eight, nine months, we, we made a decision, the Staffordshire Golf Board made a decision to completely cancel all county fixtures and, and, and matches and championships for the year. The simple reason was, is, is that we'd had so much time out of golf. Uh, golf club members wanted to get on the course and play golf. When they came back last year, it was two ball. So it was the right thing to do. We come to 2021, we're all hopeful. We've got all our, all our fixtures uh, championships, matches, all scheduled. And we get to the start of the year and we have another lockdown. So this has meant that we've been cancelling, we've been rescheduling, 
fixtures, some of our early season friendly matches have, have been cancelled simply because the, the circumstances aren't right uh, to, to play any of these matches. And um, we, we, we are anticipating, and I will emphasise anticipating, starting playing competitive fixtures from the back end of, of May, subject to um, government guidelines and restrictions on the time. Fantastic. Our first championship, first championship event will take place on the 3rd of, of June at Ingustry Park, which is an England Golf Junior Club Championship qualifier. It's a totally new event. We conclude the season on the 27th of uh, September with, uh, at the Bloxwich Golf Club with the seniors John Loder Trophy. Uh, so we, we've got, hopefully, a, a fairly full complement of, of fixtures. But at the same time, we need to ensure that uh, we're ready should uh, any further government restrictions come along. Yeah. With regard to coaching, um, we couldn't do any winter coaching. We, we have just about started doing some uh, individual coaching from the 29th of March. And uh, the, the one thing that uh, I, will, I will point out to the viewers is our England Golf Funded Under 14 Pathway Project, which has been running for many years now. Um, we are having a, an induction day on the first weekend or second weekend of May at Ladine Golf Centre, which is at Wolverhampton, where we're looking for any talented under 14 uh, boys to be part of a, of a coaching pro project during the course of the year. So is that something that is that something that people can self-nominate for so they can yeah. they can just yeah. come along? Yeah, we we um, um, Tony Gull and Simon Roberts from the county who run the project. Um, they themselves are, are producing some information that I'll be sending out to golf clubs, junior organisers. Uh, we're looking for people, as I say, who, who, who we can spot as potentially talented. They will get full funded coaching uh, four or five times of the year with, with county coaches. Uh, and uh, we're looking for people to put forward names. So watch, out, watch this space for more information. It will be on the website. And as I say, we will be circulating information to uh, clubs and junior organisers. We'll give that a push on social media a bit closer to the time. At Staffs Golf Clubs, if anyone wants to follow those channels. So, uh, no, that sounds like uh, a lot of exciting things coming up for the year. And, you know, I guess it's all done with fingers crossed and, and hope for the best. But I think, you know, if anything, last year, if last year was anything to go by, I think from my perspective, the union handled things as well as could have been hoped. I think you have to respond, you know, sitting on your hands and doing nothing isn't an option. And in the same way, you've prepared well for the season to come and hope it continues that way. Well, it's, we're, all, we're all hopeful that we'll have a full season. Um, clearly, government guidelines, rules could, could well change. Um, plus also the, the fact is, is that we've got to ensure that the golf clubs are looking after their members. And sadly for the county, sometimes we may have to come second choice. Um, yeah. We do understand. But at the same time, we, we've got a responsibility to put, to put out county teams. We've got a responsibility to run championships because golfers in Staffordshire want to play in these events. Yeah. And, and we, we run championships from under 14 up to senior golfers well over 55 years old. So there is something for everybody. Yeah. Um, it's an important uh, part of the year for so many people. And I think it's, uh, it's important that the union's doing their piece to, uh, to get these events back on. Yeah, yeah. Long may, long may continue. We, uh, we've, we've got a sad gap in our history, 
for 2020. Mm. We're still we're still wondering whether to to uh, put the year down as as COVID. 19 won everything but uh, that's uh, that's, a, that's a decision for us at a later date so. well i think that's a that, that's a good point to bring this to an end malcolm and i think uh, it's indicative of the important decisions you've got to make going forward <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so thank you ever so much for your time really appreciate it and um, i'm sure we'll speak again soon um, as the season gets going and uh, update all the listeners on um, on the progress of the union thanks very much malcolm yeah, thank you very much for your time david cheers Thanks.